When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Surely Novak Djokovic isn't injured ahead of the Australian Open. Well, sadly for me, Rafael Nadal is injured and he's out. Is Yelena Rabakina now the favourite to win the tournament? There's lots to discuss. One week to go until the Australian Open. So strap in and get ready for a massive, massive countdown episode. Well, hey, we are back. It is the countdown again. Sorry we haven't brought you uh, a countdown last week. We have been a little bit under the weather here at GTL headquarters, uh, struck down over the festive period by some, uh, well, it's a long illness at the moment. And I know we normally say, get yourself a hot drink or a cold drink. I think we've only been drinking hot drinks over the past two weeks, haven't we? Yeah, that's exactly that. But we are in store for a massive episode, like I teased in the intro. The Australian Open, one week away, and a lot's happened. I don't know really where to begin, but 2024 has seen some very good tennis, some injuries, and a little bit of everything. Um, We're going to get through as much of it, hopefully, in this episode. And I think probably the best place to start is with my favourite player, Rafael Nadal. And as we know, he has now pulled out of the Australian Open. It is to do with... Um, an issue in the muscle, in the hip, which isn't the same issue he had prior. It's another muscle. It's just a strain, um, a micro tear, as he says here, after the MRI MRI report came back. But that means he's going to have to fly to Spain from where he is at the moment in Australia. And yeah, I'm very disappointed about it. What's your reaction? I was shocked, to be honest. I know that he obviously had the medical timeout the other day. Uh, and the match against Thompson, I thought he actually played pretty well for the for the first couple of sets. And then, well, it started to go downhill pretty fast. I, I, I still have hope for him in, this, in 2024. I don't think that this is as bad as it could have been. Like you said on the news video, if it had been the same exact injury, then I would have had much more uh, doubt that he would come back. But I feel that this one, just because it is a slightly different muscle, I actually feel that he will be ready uh, to compete again come the clay court swing. And that's where we all want to see him play anyway. I think that's where he has the he's obviously going to be the most dangerous on a tennis court. That's where he's most likely to win a trophy if he is going to win one. And that's where, if you are a Rafael Nadal fan, if he's going to be competing this year, that's the only place you want to see him competing. Like, I mean, the Australian Open would be great, but I feel that that one when he won it, that was sort of like a big last hurrah in Australia for me, for him. He, he played really well. 
I don't think he played bad yeah. at all. For someone who's not played for a year, he come back and looked like a player who could mix it with some of the big boys. Um, I don't think the top five, he was quite there um, with his game. Yeah. But really, aside from the game, the physical uh, side of the sport, for him to be able to get pushed, like what Jordan Thompson did to him, that's obviously going to happen in a Grand Slam. Yes. And that's, I feel like, where he's going to become a little bit stuck this year, unfortunately. He's going to have to win matches comfortably and quickly. Um, otherwise, I can't see him wearing people down in a fifth set or a fourth set and having to grind one hour and a half set. It's going to be too much for him. I really don't think that's a, that's a way he can win. Unfortunately, that is kind of Rafa's style a little bit. If you look at some of his successes over the years, he is not against or adverse to playing a long match with someone and getting the better of them. We've seen yeah. it recently with Daniel Medvedev. That's like a prime example because it's a recent one that comes to memory. But that has been the way he plays. He fights for every ball and treats it like his last. And he, he pushes opponents into a, a mental cauldron of just... What am I going to do next? A bit like what Djokovic does too. This is what these great players have, have to do. Um, unfortunately, he can't go down that route, I don't think, anymore in his career. He's going to have to beat people quickly. He's got the ability to do so, especially on the clay. But I don't think that's necessarily going to work now on, on the hard courts, and certainly not on the grass either, when you've got other players who just have a lot of weapons to bring sets to the business end each time. And they're going to nick a few, maybe in a tie break, which means he's going to have to go four or five sets to try and beat them, like with Taylor Fritz. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to get through them at all anymore. Um, but let's wait and see. I, th I think it was still a positive return. I think we played some really good tennis. And yeah, it was just a lovely to see him back on a tennis court. Yeah, it was. It was great. As, as short as, yeah, as, short as yeah. it lasted, it was actually uh, an exciting tournament. Uh, for his return, the match against Dominic Team, I thought Team played really well and made a really great match of it. The next match against Kubler, I didn't really think Kubler was that great, but I thought that Rafa played exceptionally well as well. So it's it's one of those things. He, like you said, he has to play to sort of get matches over quickly. I don't see him lasting through these long matches anymore i completely agree with you i don't want to repeat the exact thing you said but i i totally agree the last time we saw it against taylor fritz we saw how much agony he was trying to get that match over the line in and he didn't even compete in the semi-final against kyrgios and that's what those matches do to him now it looks like and it's it's like it could be irreparable damage uh so I feel like he has to think about his body, but he has to think about his body after tennis. And that's the one thing which he has one eye on at the moment. He has a son and he wants to like help with his upbringing. Obviously, he doesn't want to be the guy who's limping around at like late 30s. That's not a, not a way to live the rest of your life, is it? Well, let's talk about injuries because there's another man who's also injured. Um, <laughs> exactly it's right. The theme of this episode, you've noticed it in the title. And next up is Novak Djokovic. Um, he lost in the, what's it, United Cup or ATP Cup? Yeah, United Cup. United Cup, um, representing Serbia. He lost to Australia in Alex Dimonor. I mean, Alex Dimonor played brilliantly. He beat Novak Djokovic in straight sets. But Djokovic, after the match, instantly said how he wasn't really feeling himself in his body. He didn't want to take 
any of the credit away from, from, from the Demon. He played great, did everything he needed to do. And of course, that's his first victory against Novak Djokovic now. But Goran Ivanisevic, I'll let you read it out. This is what he had to say regarding Novak Djokovic's wrist. Yes, exactly. He said, I think Alex played very well. Uh, he said, intelligently, from a tactical point of view, there is a problem with Novak's wrist, but the most important thing is that he will be ready in 10 or 11 days, which is great. I mean, do you want to go through the second part as well? No, not really. That was the main bit, okay. <laughs> the 10 or 11 days. <laughs> it, it, this is what I want to say. He has had these kind of injury issues in quite a few of them. Uh, there's another tweet, yeah. I don't know if you want to bring it up, but it speaks yes. about last year's and, and other year's Australian Open yeah. where there was a similar situation where Djokovic went into them with an injury and he was fine. In 2021, 2023, he was injured and still won the Australian Open. Um, and this injury, granted it's your wrist, it is a bit of a problem. Um, but I feel that it's not that severe and he will be okay come day one. He's got some time to recover now. I know it's granted only a week. But then first few rounds uh, with his ranking and pedigree there, I think he will be all right to not exert it too much. He said the main problems are the forehands and the serving. So what you'd expect him to do for that first week is probably take a little bit of pace off the first serve. I don't think we're going to be seeing Djokovic serving at his, at his maximum. And then just sort of doing what he needs to do, suffocating the opponent in the rallies. I think the forehand will be enough to do that. Uh, and of course, his backhand works brilliantly. So... Yeah, Djokovic will be totally fine in my opinion and he's still the outright favourite for this Australian Open. Uh, yeah. We've not really seen anything of the others, Alcaraz, Sinner um, and Medvedev. So I'm fascinated to see how they turn up uh, in Australia. We know I saw Medvedev, was it today or yesterday, training and he was looking quite good in some of the practice videos. So I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be there or thereabouts but Djokovic will be still the favourite. Yeah, most despite definitely. Despite the injury. Um, I thought you you can't really take it away from Alex de Menor, like they were saying. I think that that was a really good performance by him. I think he always plays well down under as well. The start of the year for Alex de Menor is always good. Uh, playing in Australia, especially, he plays better in front of the home crowd. Djokovic, I feel like... Are you worried a little bit about this injury more than other I, years or not? I just don't like the facts of wrist. And I know that we've heard about wrist problems with other players, namely Dominic Team, and look how he ended up I don't like it the fact it's a wrist I feel it's more serious than when it's like a like a like what was it last year like a quadricep or something like that the wrist the fact that where he lost to Alex de Menor, I wasn't sure if he was just trying to get out of the match or just trying not to hit the ball with too much torque on his wrist or so. he was going in the net a lot he was going long enough a lot so it was just it was difficult to know whether he was just playing badly or, or if it was just like it was a problem and he just thought, I'm, I'm not going to win this match, essentially. And he wasn't going to try and like just get out the match. He just thought he'd just play, see if he could maybe hit some winners and stuff like that. It wasn't working, so he ended up losing. Yeah, I still feel that it's, we're only going to see a really tight Australian Open, though, despite this. If Sinner plays the same way he was playing towards the end of the year, we yes. see the best Alcaraz, and then we see Medvedev playing his best hardcore level. If we get all of them three things, then this is an open slam. Yeah. However, I just I don't know. I don't feel like we are going to see the best of them other three, and Djokovic will play a level which is good enough, and that's why he's the favourite. That's just my favorite. prediction, though. Let me know what you think in the comments section. Of course, you guys know how much I love Carlos Alcaraz uh, and Yannick Sinner. 
I just don't think they're going to be performing at a really high level come the start of the year. I don't know this what is, it is. That's my own prediction. I feel like Alcalaz will be the main threat, if I'm perfectly honest. And I feel that yeah. he will be the main threat because... He's last never done year. anything at like Australia Open, he, he didn't get to play it last year. He was injured yeah. for last year. And think how much desire he's going to have going into this year, knowing Djokovic may be carrying a bit of an injury. And I think that he will be confident as well, like that his game style, he's quite powerful. These are very fast courts as well. I think that we could see him uh, go pretty far in this Australian Open. If he gets a... It's all about a good draw as well. Like... Which side Sinner going to be on in the draw as well? That could play a factor. But then again, Daniel Medvedev, he defeated him at the uh, US Open as well. So there's a lot of uh, things to weigh up in this Australian Open draw. But I'm really excited to see who gets pitted against who and who maybe gets one of these like dangerous, uh, like unseeded players in the early rounds. Because you've got Andy Murray floating around in there. You've got like some, there's some very good players out there. And I'm excited to see if we get like some big matches in the first like one or two rounds. Yeah. Let's move on to the women's because yes. they've also started play. What, one more, just just before we start the women's. I know that you, this one was quite a funny one that you'd sent me. And I thought oh, that's for the latest news. We'll bring that up oh, on the latest okay. news. Oh, okay. We'll go bring that up on the latest news. Okay. Go back to the women's then. Yeah, All right. Let's move, let's move on to the women's. Um, and the only place I want to start is with a backer versus Sabalenka in the final of Brisbane. But this one, obviously, on the women's. We've talked about the ATP one. This is the WTA. And Rabakina killed her. Absolutely yeah. killed her. Four in the world. And demolished Sabalenka. Last last year, I believe they played four times and it was two apiece. I don't know. But the way Rabakina was playing, I can see her winning all of them. Um, it was just so one-sided. Sabalenka yeah. had no answers whatsoever. Rabakina out-aced her. Uh, serving percentages were super high. Uh, she won 73% behind her first serve. Sabalenka's service, that's were abysmal, by, by the way. She won 7 out of 20 second serve points. Uh, only 35% and was lucky not to get really double bagel. She gave her three games in the second. I think that was just feeling sorry for Sabah. Yeah, I mean, such an impressive start to the year for a backer. I expected it to be a good start. I wasn't quite expecting her to destroy Sabah in such a uh, like in such a form. And she didn't drop a set the whole tournament as well. This is like, unbelievable. It was the battle of what we what was last year's Australian Open final. Yeah, true. And yeah. we thought that this was going to be like a real close one. I thought it was going to be three sets for sure. Rebecca now looks like the hot favourite. Bear in mind she's good against Eager as well on the hard courts. And... That is the main person coming into the draw yeah, now. Exactly. The number three. Which side is she going to go? Because both Saba and Eager are probably praying that she's on the other side. There's no way in hell either of them want her on their side because she's, for me, I think she is the favourite. Yeah, I think we got something right, actually. I know you predicted her to win this. I also did predict it. Um, and we both predicted her to win the Australian Open in our video we did, mm. what was it, a few weeks ago, a week yeah. ago, at the start of the year. 2024 predictions, go check that out if you haven't already. Me and Ben both had Rabakina to win the Australian Open. Interesting to see how the draw plays out because it's very, very rare that I double down on it. Uh, but this year, the way she's playing, I think I might do. <laughs> that is title number six as well for her, which I thought was interesting because I thought it was more 
but I think it just goes to show how young she is and how she's not really been on the tour that long. But you consider her now as one of the big hitters. She'll be there for many years. Mm. And yeah, I can see her winning a, a Grand Slam or two this year. Who do you reckon will be second favourite now? Do you reckon it'll be Ego or do you reckon it'll be Sabah? Who's the first favourite? Well, I'm just saying on your personal... For me, my favourite I don't understand Rebecca. what you mean by second favourite. Who is your, sec- like your second favourite to win? Who's the, the first th- favourite? Who is well, the favourite? My favourite to win would be Rebecca. And my second favourite would be Eager. Sabah third. I don't know. I don't know between the two of them. Maybe maybe I agree. Maybe I'd go Eager than Sabah. Just purely it- because she just didn't turn up in this final. Iga's had a good United Cup as well, so yeah. she's had a very good start to the year, but in a different like uh, like format. She did end up losing in the doubles final to uh, was it Germany? Zverev yeah. and Siegmund, I believe it yeah. was, managed to uh, win them the cup. But she still had a very very good start to the year, and she's sort of doing it under the radar over on the United Cup, whereas these two are very much in the limelight, just fighting it out uh, in a final against each other. But, yeah, anyway, we should move on from uh, Rabakina. And uh, is it latest news next? That's right. Right, let's get into the latest news. And we are going to go to Twitter for this one and get some uh, selected tweets. And part of this could potentially be our qualifiers to watch because latest news at the moment is the qualifiers. There are qualifiers going on as we speak um, and as this is being aired to you guys so hopefully they're not losing too bad as you're watching this video because we don't know know how they're going to be getting on (laughs) Um, that is the most embarrassing thing about that but before we get on to it let's start with the first story and that is this one so this is quite a funny one so we've got Rafa on the Dow can barely play two three matches in a row without breaking down Roger Federer one of his knees destroyed, now walks with a limp forever. Murray, half of his body is now made of metal, a borderline cyborg. And Novak Djokovic, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> just loving life. I believe this was at the Olympics, wasn't it? That's when just... he, um, he walked in on the gymnast team. But yeah, very funny photo. And yeah, he just seems to be doing it fair and physically a lot better than the others. I mean, that's just an outrageous pose to be doing. Uh, anybody just listening is the one of him... Sort of just doing the splits. <laughs> I think he's in Tokyo. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, how's he doing that? And they all, I mean, he's not doing quite as well as the girl next to him. She's gone up, up another level, I feel like. By well, having literally, that. she's left, lifted her leg <laughs> up another level. I don't know how that's even possible. I know. I mean, he's doing well, I think. Uh, and the fact that he does that pose on a tennis court during rallies is uh, even more impressive. Okay, just a weird question now for you. Not tennis related at all, just about life. But Ooh. see that that pose, what they're doing. Yes. Say if there was like a machine which forced your body into that pose, what would happen? I would pull every groin ligament and <laughs> no, tendon. But would, like, would your body actually do it without <laughs> it being too damaged, or would it just like no, no, rip? no, everything would rip. Yeah, everything would rip. You'll be in like agony. For weeks, months, probably. <laughs> Everything will be torn. Yeah, like, is it annoying that some people can do it and others can't? Yeah, but it's over time. They gradually, like... So what they're doing is stretching out the muscles to be yeah. able to stretch like that. Yeah, they gradually just have to get your flexibility up to that level. That doesn't come overnight, for sure. Okay. 
So that's, I can't just put my body in like a machine. Which I, can, I think if I think they call that torture. You're right. Cool, isn't it? Right, let's yeah. move on to the next one. All right, next one, and it is. Well, I mean, this one we've got to uh, stand and applaud. I feel because it is Grigor Dimitrov, and he has won a tournament. Legend. Uh, for the first time in a long time as well, isn't it? Should we go to that bit first? Because this yeah. is how long it's been. You read it. Go 2, on. 2,240 days later, Grigor Dimitrov is a champion on the ATP Tour once again. I believe the last one before that was the ATP Finals. That was such a long time ago in 2017. He's now won another title. And yeah, you can see how much it meant to him. He was playing amazing last year. Probably had one of his best seasons yes. last year, uh, despite not winning anything. He was looking really good. Now he's actually won something. And we're only in the 8th of January. So brilliant 2024 so far for him. And yeah, he said, can't put it into words what this win, win means for me. Uh, grateful for the journey to get us to this point. We'll always love Brisbane. Thanks to you, the fans, my family and my team for all of the support. Incredible. I, I just contender to win the whole thing well i mean it's it sounds a bit crazy isn't it? it's the one person that everybody I'd love to had, see him win the australian open it would, would be, be wild i think he's one one person that everyone could agree that they would actually be happy that to see him win it i would love it yeah i think we'd all be all fans from all fan bases as well would be like yeah that'd be that's quite cool because he has a game style which is so attractive yeah and he has a face which to many is so attractive as well apparently well, to you you talk about <laughs> yeah. it all the time well I feel like most you just fancy him. he's everybody on the tour vote all the other guys vote for him even Djokovic came into his press conference at one point and says why are we not talking about uh how handsome Grigor is in the press conference which is quite <laughs> funny but that's it's just a running joke he's a Mr Nice guy as well always there to help out ball kids and other players injured on court all the, he's just a nice guy, I think. And that's the reason that you like to see... They always say nice guys finish last. And I'd like to see him finish first for a change. And we know that he's been to the semi-finals back in 2017. He's been to the semi-finals of... The only one he hasn't is the French. So maybe the Australian Open. I feel like this is one that he's got the deepest in the most. Three quarter finals, one semi-final. He's played his best tennis, so why not? I'd like to see him go deep in the second week. Uh, and I actually think it's possible with a good draw. Needs a good draw, though. Otherwise, it's going to be tough for him. Uh, just a yeah. few words on Holgoruna, who got to the final. Yeah, I thought he played well. Just a bit unlucky. Dimitrov did a number on him. But it was close, tight. And Runa, I think, will be pleased with how he started the year. And certainly in for a run-in at the Australian Open. Let's see how he gets on as well. Uh, moving on to the next story. What do we have? Next story and, well, another winner. And it is a number one seed defeating a number two seed in the final. It was Coco Goff. She starts the year with a bang. And this is someone I've got finishing the year as number two in my rankings. Well, just earlier, you were saying, who's your two and three? And you never spoke about Coco no, Goff. No, I didn't. Why right. didn't you? She's just started the year and won a title. You had a two in the year... Two in your year-end rankings. Yes. She's just beating Svitolina, who I think has been performing like a top 10 player. She's playing, playing really well. Um, yeah. And yeah, she'll be a bit disappointed she couldn't win, but it was it was very tight. It went three sets and Coco just sort of grew into the match as it went on. Uh, that is now back-to-back. -back, so she's retained her title. First time she's done that. Brilliant. 
let's see if she could do it at the, the US Open. That'll be the one she really wants to retain more than any. Yes. But yeah, lovely photo there. And really pleased for her. I think she started the year brightly. I'm surprised you didn't put her higher a second ago when we were talking. Uh, she was number four on my list, just in case you were wondering. Um, we know that they're the, the So she's your fourth favourite for the Australian Open. Well, Sab is the reigning champ, so you've got to give her respect. And it's very fast courts. You've got to remember that I in Australia. I think I'm putting her just a little bit above Sabah now. I put Sabah fifth. Mentally, I put her above Sabah, but physically not. She's just so beating that, her, the US Open final. Yeah, but the US Open is a different type of slam to the Australian Open. Mm. Hence why Djokovic hasn't won the US Open ten times. I think that's because it's towards the end of the year more. Mm, I think the courts are just a bit slower, and his serve isn't as effective. I feel effective. like you've just done clay. And you've done grass. Say so not as effective, you just won it. Joker's <laughs> 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 yeah. not so good there, but won it no, quite a few it times. Won it a hundred times, yeah. yeah. Right, there's a little quote here. After beating Svitolina, she said, uh, I'd like to congratulate Alina and your team. What you do, being a mum, coming back so fast at such a high level is inspiring. Hopefully, not anytime soon, I'll be able to do it like you did. <laughs> yeah, sure she will. Yeah, I'm sure she she doesn't want it to happen anytime soon as well. Uh, but on the subject of mums, Angelique Kerber, another one who's doing very well at the United Cup. Amazing. Yes. Um, some brilliant performances there. And the mums have started off strong. Nice. All right, I think that's uh, that's enough for latest news. Should we go on well, to the sh- Well, oh? no, there's not. There is. No? That's the end of latest news. But the last thing we need to speak about oh, is oh. our qualifiers oh, to watch. No. Oh, no. I was hoping we get away from that. No, no, you can't <laughs> avoid that. This is where me and Ben are going to select. I don't think we've got a graphic for this at all. No, do that's we? the problem. That's what I was thinking. Um, uh, I could you make can see what you do. I'd put this for now. But this is where me and Ben are going to select our qualifiers to watch. Free for the men, free for the women. Nobody's played yet. We can have maybe just bring up the draw and we'll have a little scroll through. And we'll yeah, give a name a better each. Idea. So, I'll go first. Okay. Unless you really want to. And you're dying. Do you going to men's first? or? Yeah, we'll start with men's. So, right. okay. out of the... How many names are there? 32? What? Are you joking? In 16? the qualifying? There's 32, loads. No? 128 in the qualifying. It's like another mini slam. No, f- seeds, sorry. Oh, seeds. Yeah, probably 32. 32. I don't think I'm going to pick an unseeded one. Oh, why not? Are you? Yeah, probably. Show, show, me the col- show me the draw. Right, here we go. I'm just going to bring it up here. Mate, there there's go. no Shit. way you're picking an unseeded qualifier. You never know me, mate. I don't think you do. Right, okay. Can we see that? That's oh, a bit too small. Let me just make this zoom in a bit. Okay, here we go. No, that's fine. You can make it a bit smaller, if anything. It's too many. Okay. There we go. Okay, so my first one I'm going to pick anyway is going to be Luca Nardi, the Italian... I'm not going to spend too long on all of these because we don't have the time, quite frankly. But Luca Nardi is someone I've been banging on the drum for for a while. 13th seed. I like him. Not Nice draw as well. I think he'll beat uh, the other Italian. And he might have to play another Italian again. I think maybe G- G- Gigante might win that yeah. one. I don't know. I like, I like Luca Nardi and he's my number one. Zizou Berg's in his section there. Could be a little uh, tough one, but you never know. Nard is a good one. I like that one. Uh, are we just picking one each? Or are we going down three each? Or how are we? Three, doing? but this is your number one. Oh, number one. Well, uh, I'm gonna go with someone quite obvious. We haven't really seen the best of him of late, and it's gonna be Maxime Crezzi. I'm not really happy with who he's got in the first round, to be honest. But if he gets past him, I think then 
He should be okay. He's playing Sue in the first round. And then possibly Grenier. And then maybe Huesler or Misalik, I reckon. Well, Crazy so is just like a good player. So he's my yeah. number two. Um, so I'm not going to say too much about him. Apart from nice. he's the serve, volley. Master. Master. Best yeah. we've seen. He loves it. It's always there. And he's got some pedigree at the slams. I like him. Most definitely. Uh, that's your number two. My number two was going to be Pedro Martinez. So here he is. He's the number six seed. And he's up, up against Pissarro, which is not an easy match at all. And then could face potentially Crawford or Avajka. And then uh, oh, Bonadio in this little section here as well. Oh, no, he's not. He's down the, no, he's down the bottom. Oh, okay, sorry. It's, a, it's, a, it's a not a bad section. That's why I picked, picked him. Because he's actually in good form at the moment, Martinez. And... I think that that section is definitely winnable for him. So go with Martinez. He's probably losing right now as I'm speaking, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, because the, the worst thing is, as we're releasing this, they're playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have Goffan as my third. Ooh. He got to the quarterfinal in 2017, and I'm going to end with a little bit of experience. David Goffan, like the eighth seed. Playing Travaglia. I mean, that would have been like a, a really good like first round match or something a few years back. But now they're playing in the qualifying. Could have Billy Harris, a British player, in the second round of qualifying. And who else is in that little section? A uh, bear. Hmm? It's a good section. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a winnable one for the sure. Got it. And my final one will be. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Where is he? There he is. Djokovic trained. So you, you did go. Well, you did go for all the seeds. I didn't. I didn't pick seeds, but I just picked how I think. Women's, I didn't. That's probably what I'm thinking okay. of. But um, Medvedevich. I mean, I think he won the uh, next gen finals. Shelbaya, maybe somebody you want, might want to watch out for. But if he gets through Chechenato, I reckon it will Shelbaya. And then, yeah, I think these other ones. I think you'll probably clear them up. To be honest, Sachina. I think that's how you say it. Maybe. Yep. He could be the next best, but yeah, they're they're the three for me. Move on to the women's. Okay, so just a refresher for the men's. I've got Luca Nardi one, Crazy two, and Goffan three. Quick shout out just before we move on to the women's. Uh, obviously, we've just spoken to Benoit Pair, uh, and we spoke to Diego Schwartzman, and just want to show you where they are in the draw. Check out the interviews with Benoit Pair. There will be Schwartzman coming soon, Bublik soon, and Monfils as well, but. Yep. This is really interesting first qualifying round. Benoit Paire is playing Jewel Marie. And this mm -hmm. is somebody with a really interesting story. Go check him out. He's got a YouTube channel, which is over 100,000 subscribers. And it, he was on the tour about, I say, seven years ago. And then he went off the tour, well, about 200 in the world. Not sure if it was due to injury, something like that. And just, or maybe fell out of love with tennis. Came back six years later started a YouTube channel and then started his journey back to the top. So now he's around 200 again in the world. So now he's got all the way back there and now he's playing Benoit Pair out of all the people. And he's actually been in not too bad form coming in, playing a few ITFs. So that would be an entertaining first round matchup. Okay, on to the women's. Right, so. Um, okay. My number one here is going to be a player who I'm hoping is going to refine some of her form we saw when she broke through. Go on. Do you know who it is? Uh, Anley? No. <laughs> I don't think she's <laughs> going to find it. Uh, it's Niemeyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Niemeyer. I did Not see something about her. 
I'm not sure how true this is. So about a coach, she's changed coach again, and I feel oh, like really? she's a little bit more settled now with okay. this new one. Um, but yeah, I like her, powerful, and I'm expecting her to create a few surprises and get through. Yeah, she's definitely a really good player if she actually starts playing well again. That's my number one, by the way. I like that. Uh, my number one I have in my one, I think it's been the same for a lot. It's Brenda Fravitova. There she is. She's playing a wild card. Her little section here is not too bad either. Miyazaki in there. I think probably the best one is probably uh, Hrun Sakova. And I think she'll get put through this section, though. It's weird. Your number one's always my number two. <laughs> that is weird so yeah she's my number two Brenda Fluvitova okay my number two is actually uh, Nuria uh, Par- how do you say it Parizas Diaz so okay. I'm going with Parizas I looked at her form and I don't like it oh so why I is that go for it you don't like her form she just won a tournament did she yeah she just I'm beat Harriet Dart she just beat Clara Towson and Harriet Dart uh, and won sorry, a tournament I'm, there's in another Canada. Spanish player in here which I'm oh, okay for. Yeah, so that's why I'm picking her. She just okay. won a tournament okay. in Canberra. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that's that's the main reason for that one. She just won a tournament. She's in good form. She's coming in. I expect her to do well. My number three uh, has been inspired from some watching over Christmas. Go on. Uh, over Christmas, there was a lot of things on the telly. Littler stole my heart. And for that reason, I've gone for Harriet Dart. Um, I love the darts. 180, Harriet Dart. 12 in the world, not 180. Uh, But, yeah, she's just a bit of a meme at this point. I do love her. And she's someone I'll always support in a Grand Slam. So, not just that, though. I do find her better than a lot of the other British players in a Grand Slam. Even when she loses, I mean. like She gives it a good go. And I don't mind that. If someone loses, that's fine. Losing free, give it a right fight. That's what you get with Harriet Dahl. Just been to a final as well. So. Yeah, good player. So I did have her in there, but then I swapped her for Pradez Astias because Pradez Astias won the tournament. That was my only reasoning for kicking Dart out and getting Diaz in. But my one, my third one, is actually right above her. Not in the same section, but it is last year's junior champion, which is Ava. And she's up against Sasha Vickery here in her section. She has... I think there's some winnable ones in there. I can't really see... Maybe Bondar or Shesu are the only ones I think may trouble her. So I think that if she gets past Vickery, she has a really good chance. There we go. That's how it qualifies to watch. The next section of the video is... Tennis Shootout. Right, right. so this next section is... Me versus Ben... A tennis question related to the Australian Open. Would you like to go first or second? We've got 30 seconds to answer. And you've been beating me on a lot of these recently. I have been. I don't know how that's been happening. Uh, Maybe I've been taking my alpha brain. Uh, Joe Rogan (laughs) has been advertising it. Maybe some AG1, some athletic greens. Is that why you wear A on your head? That's it. Uh, That's all I ever got at school. Um, no, I wish. I only ever got B's, to be honest, not A's. So, I got a lot of A's. Don't have, to, don't have to, to gloat, though. <laughs> anyway, right. I'll start first, then, and I'll ask you a question, since you're so confident with all your A's. And I'll give you four selections. If you're new to this, this is where we ask each other a little bit of tennis trivia. 
to do with the Australian Open and find out if we can get it right and have some bragging rights for next week. So my question is going to be, I'm going to get a 30-second timer up and I'm going to ask you this question. Let me just find the question. This one is a nice one. Right, okay. So Australian Open trivia coming up. I'll get the 30-second the, the uh, sounds ready as well. Here we go. Who failed a drugs test at the 2016 Australian Open? Was it A, Azarenka, B, Kuznetsova, C, Kvitova, or D, Sharapova? What what year? 2016? Yeah. So eight years ago. Um, I feel like this should be obvious, right? <laughs> Is it Sharapova, baby, or not? Eight years ago. Probably. Ten seconds. It's weird, I don't know this. It's either Azarenka or Sharapova. Um, and that's it. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for Sharapova. Correct. There you go. Lovely stuff. I was hoping you wouldn't get that one wrong. No. I know that she I did have a right bit, some bit of problem. Got banned for two years yeah. uh, over that one. It was a very, very uh, sour affair. That one, and one that I'm sure she is glad to see the back of. That's for sure. Well okay. done. My question's a little bit more light-hearted than that, <laughs> as always. Um, and it relates to last year's Australian Open. I'd like to keep uh -oh. it fresh for you, because I know your memory's that good. Yeah, it's great. So, your favourite player ever Stan in Smith. tennis oh. is Emma Raducanu. We all know what? that. You're a big Emma fan. My question's about her. During last year's Australian Open, while she was practicing a lot, pre-event and during the event, she was always wearing a very similar T-shirt. What was the animal on that T-shirt? Mm, the animal on the T-shirt? It was iconic, Ben. You loved it at the time. You know me and my fashion as well. <laughs> Not so good, it's am fashion, I? fashion, radicano, it's got a bit of everything you'd like. It's going to have a certain animal on it. Why? Just trying to rack my brain for what it could have been. Was it a kangaroo? Oh, he's got the kangaroo. He's locked. Is that locked in? Oh, yeah, I'll have to. It's in Australia. Okay, well... I've even got it here for you, Do you have a picture of it? I do have a photo. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. You ready? Go on. I can confirm it wasn't ah, a kangaroo. It was a koala. You must remember it. <laughs> do you remember the t-shirt the now? Yeah. Rafael Nadal had it, I think, as well. Rings a bell now. Yeah, I see it. It was all over it last year. It was the night range with the koala. Um, ben went kangaroo. I can see what you was going with, but... So we're going Australian vibe. I know if you'd have given me the options, I still would have probably got it wrong. If you'd have given me <laughs> kangaroo, koala, 
snake. <laughs> what other Australian? <laughs> Spider. Crocodile. <laughs> yeah, or crocodile. Yeah, I would have definitely not gone crocodile. That's Exactly right. Right. Well, you win this week. Well done to you. Love and that. I lose. Oh, well. And let us know if you got that one right in the comments section below. And let us know your qualifiers to watch as well. Uh, I want to hear everybody's qualifiers and if they're different to ours. Right, let's move on to the next section. And that is surprise package. Okay, so this is Ooh. where me and Ben are going to pick a player on the men's, a player on the women's, who we think are going to go deep. We do have a scoring system for this now, I believe. So I'll have to... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've what it was like now in the archives but I know it's related to what ranking they are so the yeah. higher ranked the more points the lower ranked the less the less points makes sense um, who are you going to go for of course it has to be a surprise package I mean Djokovic is not a surprise package you'd get zero you get minus points if you pick him um, so who are you going to go for as your number one well, not number one. You're you're one for the men's. Doesn't it have to be out? Doesn't it have to be outside the top ten? That's right, isn't it? Yeah, outside the top ten. I always get minus points for them. Um, it's, it's got to be Grigor Dimitrov. Okay, it's, he's number thirteen, but it just seems like I've, I've, if you're giving me the option, I've got to jump in and just grab him with both hands right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think you're crazy to do that. Um, I probably would have taken him myself, but he's gone. You offered me up first. I might go for a little bit more points then. I'm going to be taking Sebastian Offner as mine. Oh, uh, because it. <laughs> because he's just someone I can cheer and get behind. Mate, he's in top 40 now. 37 in the world. Go on the off. Come on. a few points there, I think. That's amazing. Every round I mean, he gets the through. fact he's that high in the round. I think he so. could get round, like fourth round or something. I'm hoping a load of people drop out so he gets in the seeds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, but I think that he could do well. All right, for the women's? <sighs> Got to go a little bit more dangerous on the women's, surely. I can't just be going super safe. That seems like a very safe one, a 13th uh, seeded player there. I'm going to drop down the rankings a little bit here. Hmm. I'm actually going to go, and this one's not that... It's a little bit more points, but I think it's worth it. I'm going to go Svitolina. Mm, I knew he was going to do that. I just saw her name. <laughs> <laughs> As I was looking, I saw it. Okay. Not mad at that. I think I deserve that as well because last year I was picking her when she was down in the hundreds as my surprise package. Remember for Wimbledon, I had a surprise yeah. package. Did pretty well. Okay. So you're going to go with her. Who am I going to go for? That's the real question. I've got. I've I think you know few. who it's going to be. Yeah, I can see. If... There's a few names here yeah. which I do like. Um, I'm going to go for one you're not expecting. <laughs> it's Layla Fernandez. That's, I am expecting. You wasn't that. expecting that. I was. I saw. I was thought you thought it was going to be Vekic, and it wasn't. I, no, I thought it was going to be Kenan, and then I thought, no, you'd never pick her. No, I'm not picking Kenan. I'm going to have Layla Fernandez as my surprise package. Uh, and I'm happy with my two there. Got some good yeah. players. And hopefully they'll get some points. Offner and Leila Fernandez. Really good. Love those. Oh, right. So I guess that uh, wraps it up for this week's countdown. No Q&A on this one. But please 
put some questions in for next week's episode in the comments section and we will be doing one before the Australian Open begins and that will be on the Sunday. Uh, so we'll make sure to stay tuned for that one and we will answer your questions on that one. Yeah, please make sure if you've enjoyed the video, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new and also listen to us on Spotify. Give us a review on there. It really does help us uh, and keeps the channel to grow. Um, but yeah, nothing left to say from me. Thanks everyone and we'll see you in a week's time for the Australian Open. We have a lot of other videos planned this coming week. Uh, some interviews, some players and some other fun stuff too. So yeah, see you guys around. And I'm sad for Rafa, but it is what it is. <laughs> I can't even say vamos. Goodbye. Goodbye then. Podcast Network.